for Naughty by On the program today, the US Open special podcast, we've got Roger Federer absolutely destroying Nick Kyrgios. We've got Alex Diminar, the young Australian, gives Marin Cilic all he can handle in round three. We've got Johnny Millman through to the fourth round for the first time in his career. And we've got Philip Kohlschreiber taking out German superstar Alex Verev. What's going on with the young German and why can't he figure out the Grand Slam puzzle? It's all here on the US Open podcast. This is No Holds Barred. All right, here we are, No Holds Barred, US Open special podcast, and what a show we have for you today. Things continue to get more and more interesting as this US Open moves through to week number two, and the blockbuster matchups will continue to match up from here on out. We've been spoiled somewhat. Early on, we've had some absolute cracking matches uh, in the early rounds, and that is that is always fantastic. But on today's program, we're talking Nick Kyrgios, Roger Federer, of course. That was the one that was uh, always on the cards when the draw came out. People were looking forward to that one. Unfortunately, it turned out to be an absolute fizzer. Kind of predictable, really, I think, if you... Look at the matches leading up to that. Federer was very sharp coming in uh, to round three where Kyrgios really uh, stumbled and did not look that impressive at all. Didn't look uh, really match fit or willing to to go the distance. Mentally is always a question mark with Kyrgios. And uh, Federer made light work of him uh, in straight sets. We're also talking... uh, Young Australian Alex Diminar, what a what an amazing effort there. He uh, he scared the absolute pants out of uh, Marin Cilic going down in a five-set classic, and the young Australian was up two sets to love and really ran out of uh, ran out of steam in the end, ran out of uh, ran out of gas. But uh, exciting things from Alex Diminar. He is uh, his performance curve is trending north and uh, and quickly. Uh, this youngster could be uh, somewhere around the top 20 by the end of the year uh, if you take a look at the if you if you calculate it um, you know he's had a, a, an amazing uh, amazing season th- thus far and uh, he is uh, he is here to stay there's absolutely no doubt about that um, so Alex Diminar a, a 
uh, an amazing effort and, and disappointing result. Disappointing result, but he's got to uh, take tremendous, uh, tremendous encouragement from uh, from that performance. Uh, Johnny Millman into the fourth round, the uh, hardworking Australian, the uh, the rugged baseliner. Uh, he into the, he's into the fourth round after a, a four set win over Mikhail Kukushkin of Kazakhstan six four four six six one six three Kukushkin and Millman very similar player just baseline kind of grinders uh, Millman just hits a, a much heavier ball than Kukushkin and uh, Kukushkin's best result for him this season uh, round three there uh, at, at the U.S. Open uh, he's a he's a player that has uh, really uh, just hangs around that. 80 to 100 mark in the world. Um, spends a lot of his time on the challenger circuit, but uh, wins a couple of rounds here and there at the at the majors, which which keeps uh, keeps his uh, his run going throughout the season. But John Millman, he's uh, he's set up a fourth round uh, matchup with Roger Federer. So Millman, great result for him, and uh, he'll be looking forward to getting out on uh, probably uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium to take on Federer. And it's a it's a real uh, great reward for Johnny Millman after years and years and years of grinding it out on the on the pro tour on the pro circuit. He's having his best year by far, and he's staying injury free, which is the key uh, with Millman. He's uh, he's got a rugged game. It's not smooth at all. It's hard work. It's uh, yeah, he grinds it out. Uh, he's got hits with heavy spin. It puts a lot of pressure on his uh, on his body, but he gets a shot at Federer in round four. And Alex Verev is out once again. The big German, the uh, the top five superstar German, uh, a guy who uh, you know is predicted to to carry the carry the torch, carry the flag, so to speak, of uh, of the men's game over the next decade. Once uh, Federer, Nadal, and these types uh, retire from the game. But Alex Verev cannot figure out the Grand Slam puzzle. He's crashed out to Philip Kohlschreiber, 6-7-6-4-6-1-6-3. And the German v. German matchup has gone the way that uh, most of the experts would not have predicted. I actually, believe it or not, I actually picked Kohlschreiber to get the victory in this one against Verev. After Zverev won the first set uh, in a tiebreak, it looked like he was uh, things were going okay. But the wheels... Well and truly fell off in sets three and four, six one, six three. So big Alex Sasha Zverev, another disappointing Grand Slam result for him, and he is having all kinds of problems working out the the best of five set game. And uh, more questions will be asked uh, from uh, from this result. Really disappointing from um, from his from his behalf. But Kolschreib is a a very very good player. Kolschrob has been upwards uh, around the top twenty mark of his career. He's a he's a real pro's pro. And if you're not on your game, then uh, you will get found out when you face uh, Philip Kolschrob. I've got a beautiful one hand backhand. I've uh, got an all court game, and Kolschrob through to the fourth round of the U.S. Open, which is a, a great result for him. Zverev back to the drawing board once again when it comes to the Grand Slams, and uh, his new coaching partnership with. Ivan Lendl, I believe it's been reported, will be very, very interesting moving forward how that one pans out. He's obviously brought Lendl in uh, really to, uh, to to toughen him up, to, to get, that mental, uh, get that mental muscle, that mental toughness uh, that Lendl was 
really renowned for when he was uh, at the top of the game. And he, you know, Lendl, as we know, he came on board to, to give Andy Murray a hand in that area. And uh, he, helped, uh, he helped push, get Murray over the top for Grand Slam success. Zverev, hopefully, uh, is obviously looking for Lendl to do exactly the same thing. Zverev out, round three, US Open 2018. This is No Holds Barred coming up next on the US Open special podcast. We're going to talk a little bit of Roger Federer, Nick Kyrgios. We're going to break down uh, what went down. And we're going to talk a little bit of Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. It's all here. This is No Holds Barred. Back soon. So full of life and vibrant side by side Wherever you was riding, I went So close, almost on some Bonnie and Clyde shit When Ronnie died, you was right by my side With a shoulder Sometimes I just wanna know why Is it the deuce that came to yours and mine? Alright, we're back This is No Holds Barred US Open Special Podcast Roger Federer Through to the fourth round once again after his destruction of Australia's own Nick Kyrgios, 6-4, And Federer was in sublime form once again. People were looking forward to this matchup coming in. And I thought the writing was on the wall definitely early on. Kyrgios stumbled his way first uh, through the first two rounds and was obviously going to have to changed his attitude and his his form around uh, dramatically to, to get out of the top of Federer. People have this romantic notion that, uh, that oh, Kyrgios is top level, his absolute best is good enough, it's top five in the world, and it, uh, you know, I think he can beat Federer. I just had to laugh at some of these, uh, some of these things that I was hearing out there in the, in the public uh, from the armchair fan. That's, to, Yes, Kyrgios's absolute best is is very very good, but he brings it once or twice a, a season, once or twice a year. Roger, guys like Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, uh, and you could probably put Novak Djokovic into that category now as he as he works his way back. These guys do that 65, 70 times a year. So there's a, there's a big difference between absolute excellence at the highest level. And the potential that you have to reach that level. Absolute difference. And people have a real problem understanding really what that difference is. It's called preparation. It's called uh, fitness and conditioning. It's called mental toughness. It's called setting high standards. It's called bringing, bringing your best every time you step on court. Not... Not whenever it suits you, or whenever, whenever, whenever you feel like it. That's the difference between a Roger Federer and a Rafael Nadal, and someone of the of the uh, of the mindset of a Nick Kyrgios. So, for Federer to win this match so easily, I don't really know what the surprise is there. Uh, Kyrgios uh, mentally just drifts in and out of matches. And I'm talking about, like, you're talking about first and second round matches against opponents that he really should have no problem with whatsoever. He's even making that a battle. He's, he's even making that hard for himself. So to come up against a guy who, uh, 
you know, who has won 20 Grand Slams and is arguably the greatest player to, to ever pick up a racket. Um, 6-4, is probably a flattering score at this stage. Federer cracked 51 winners off the deck. Uh, and when, he's, when he is up uh, winning uh, 87% off his first serve uh, delivery, then you know it's going to be uh, whoever he's playing, it's going to be short work at the office. Uh, you know, to beat Federer... You've got to get that uh, when he gets the first ball in. You've got to be winning. Uh, you've got to, you've got to get that percentage down to somewhere in the the sixty to sixty five percent of wins on first serve. But anything eighty percent plus, eighty five percent plus, uh, it's absolutely lights out, and you're going to have problems making any inroads whatsoever to break the break the Federer serve. And uh, it was a walk in the park. He even uh, even hit a shot around the net post. Uh, uh, Kyrgios had a great drop shot. Federer ran it down, hit it around the net post, and you could see that Kyrgios' reaction from that, uh, from that shot from Federer, from that winner around the net post, his reaction told me, uh, and should, should have told the fan everything, that he wasn't serious about winning that match. He wasn't serious about you know, getting in there and grinding and being mentally locked in to, to go the distance on, uh, on Arthur Ashe Stadium. He was just there for, um, you know, just for a bit of fun. Uh, you know... And that's okay too. But when it's all said and done, the difference between uh, you know the absolute greats and uh, you know the guys who compete Grand Slam in, Grand Slam out for these titles, and those that are just uh, just floating and out, uh, the gap has never been wider. And uh, Federer moves on to round f- round four as predicted. This is no holds barred. We are back. No holds barred. U.S. Open special podcast. Oh, man. Curios, huh? Curios. People just, people just hope. They just hope. Federer, just clinical, absolutely clinical. Curios. You know, maybe he figures it out down the track, but it was quite evident from round one on that he was a long way off. He, his head was not in the game at all. So, uh, no surprises there. We're going to segue into the next match we're going to talk about on today's episode. Alex Diminar and Marin Cilic put on an absolute all-timer, finishing at uh, a little after 2 a.m. there in New York. And... What a match. The young Australian led two sets to love, winning the first two sets, 6-4, 6-3. And it looked like he was going to move through to the fourth round in a blaze of glory. But Marin Cilic, to his credit, to his credit, hung in there, showed toughness and, and, and fought it out, getting the, the victory 7-5 in the fifth set. I said from the start that this had the potential to go 5 and be a classic, no doubt about that. It's it was the classic matchup of, you know, Diminar being the 
the your classic counter puncher, you know, scrambling from the back of the court, you know, making high volume balls and Chilich the the aggressive, you know, all court player with the with the massive serve. Um, these are the best matchups in tennis when you've got the you've got the Chilich kind of player that you know hits heavy balls from the back of the court, super aggressive, and you know the scrapper and the fighter in Diminar and. What a match that uh, those that were there to witness it were were, uh, were treated to. And, you know, really got to hand it to the, the young Australian. He continues to, uh, his stock continues to rise and go up and up, uh, especially in my eyes as well. He's all about fight. He's all about heart, tremendous attitude and focus. And, you know, what we spoke about on the last segment with Kyrgios and that, what makes Federer and Nadal and, and these guys so great is that they do everything they can in their power to get the best out of themselves. They don't want any regrets when it's all said and done. And, you know, I say the same thing with uh, a guy like uh, youngst- a youngster like Diminar. Uh, you know, he's getting the absolute max out he can possibly get Ken out of his game. Yes, he's blessed with uh, tremendous quickness and fast feet and, uh, you know, dynamic movement but uh that's great but he's also he's not blessed with um you know tremendous height and power um you, you all you had to do is take a look at who was down the other end of the court in marin chilich now this guy's six foot three six foot four you know uh 95 kilograms moves extremely well around the court explosive serve uh you know great mover for his size uh, that's uh a truly blessed uh blessed athlete no doubt about that um but Diminar he has his strengths as well and uh he gets the absolute max out of that uh out of that small frame of his and look I see him I see him being a top 20 player there's no doubt about that I wasn't sure uh I wasn't sure possibly six months ago uh I felt that he was uh he was going to move up in the, in the rankings, but uh, I thought it would be a slow grind. I thought uh, just with his style of play, I thought it was going to take uh, quite some time to break into that top 50, but he's exploded uh, in the last six months up into that area. And this uh, US Open showing here where he uh, he, he really uh, almost got over the top of Marin Cilic, uh, you know, a former champion in New York, uh, a Wimbledon finalist, a guy who's uh, Australian Open finalist as well, a guy who's um, competing against the very best for these major titles. Uh, Diminar could be top twenty by the end of the season, and that is uh, that is crazy. But it's very very exciting for uh, for not only himself but uh, uh, Australian tennis. Uh, it is great to have a, a youngster with a uh, that has burst onto the scene. Um, it is absolutely fantastic, and what a match! We were uh, we witnessed there, and as I said classic matchup, uh, Chilich with the the big aggressive play, and and Diminar, um, you know the scrapper, the baseliner, and uh, the fighter, and it was uh, probably the match of the tournament thus far, and you know Chilich, you know seventy unforced errors and around about sixty nine winners, um, that was always going to be the case. He's going for broke, and and Diminar. Uh, you know, around about 35 unforced errors, half the winners, but it was uh, it was an absolute all timer, and well done to the uh, 
the, the young Australian for, for making an Im- impact in New York. You're going to be seeing a lot more of him. It's exciting for, uh, exciting for Australian tennis fans. And most of all, it is exciting for young Alex Diminar. Coming up next, we're going to talk briefly about Johnny Millman. We've got German superstar Alex Verev crashing out once again in New York in the early stages. We're going to talk a little bit of Novak, a little bit of Rafael Nadal, and look at the matchups moving forward for round four. This is Jade Kolf at the Kolf Man. This is No Holds Barred. I represent Queens, she was raised out in Brooklyn. I'm in the mix now, searching for the right spot. We are back. No holds barred. A bit of LL Cool J halfway through the show today. Classic jam right there, LL. But it's US Open and Johnny Millman is through to the fourth round, the second week of a major for the first time in his well lengthy career now, you would say. Yeah, Johnny Millman been out there grinding for a good part of a decade. And he took care of Mikhail Kukushkin, 6-4-4-6-6-1-6-3. Two players very, very similar. Kukushkin, uh, a player who uh, just a steady baseline player, not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot that can hurt you with his game, but just steady. And Johnny Millman took advantage of that draw right there. He's had a pretty good draw, Johnny. Uh, a good win over Fabio Fognini in round two, but to get Kukushkin in uh, in round three of a major, got to cash in on that, and Johnny did that. Uh, very, very well, and now he sets up a fourth rounder with Roger Federer, uh, and that will be on probably on Arthur Ashe Stadium, I would say, and great reward for Johnny, who over the years has fought hard, battled some injuries. He's got a really grinding kind of game. He's had a couple of shoulder surgeries just when he's uh, he's made inroads around that top 100. He's, he's bounced back uh, due to injury, and... Uh, He's had a good run of it over the last 12 months and he has catapulted himself into contention and to, to move forward well inside the top 50 in the world, um, which is a great reward for, for effort. He's, a, he's an attitude guy, Johnny. He's a, he's a work hard guy, um, you know, always remains positive uh, and uh, it's great to see. It just shows what you can do when you've got the right attitude. You, 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 you work hard at it. You're persistent. Uh, you fight hard, he's, he's mentally strong, and he gives uh, everything that he's got out there. So uh, great to see John Millman, who is the last remaining male, uh, Australian male, uh, left in the tournament. So fantastic, uh, fantastic effort there, and he will give uh, all he's got in his fourth round match against, uh, against the Swiss superstar in, in Federer. So well done, uh, well done, Johnny Millman, and it's uh, it's just great to see. Coming up next on No Holds Barred, we've got uh, we're going to talk about Alex Zverev, the uh, German 21-year-old who was crushed out once again. We're going to talk about why, and then we're going to look at the fourth-round matchups that are going on uh, in New York City. A couple have been completed already. We're going to talk Nadal, 
Novak. And we're going to wrap up today's program. This is Jade Colf at the Colf Man at No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred, we're back. We're talking all things US Open in New York. Things getting very interesting. Start of the second week. And when I say start of the second week, Alex Zverev from Germany will not be taking part in the second week of a major once again. He is crushed out to his countryman, Philip Kohlschreiber, 6-7, 6-4, 6-1, 6-3. And the pain continues for Big Zverev over the two-week format, the best-of-five format. And Ivan Lendl, who has come into the Zverev camp in order to try and work out uh, what is going on with this young man over over the Grand Slam format. And, yes, it's going to be interesting moving forward. Uh, clearly, Lendl had huge success with Andy Murray, who was having problems breaking through at the, uh, at the elite level in, in major finals. And now he's got the task of doing the same with Zverev to try and, try and break that, uh, that pattern of, um, of mediocrity over the, over the two-week slams. And Cole Schreiber who is a real pro's pro, as I said earlier on the show. Uh, he converted 8 of 12 break points, which is a, a, a brilliant uh, strike rate on break point chances in anybody's, uh, in anybody's book. And he cruised after splitting the first two sets, 6-1, 6-3. He was just a stronger player mentally, simple as that. And Zverev needs to head back to the drawing board and and get tougher over the longer format. Grand Slam tennis, there's nothing like it. And uh, Zverev out, not taking any further part in this championship. Uh, end up in a major, major boil over. And well done to Philip Kohlschreiber, who uh, moves through to the fourth round of the US Open once again. And he stays in the hunt to, to, to make an impact like he never has before over the, uh, in, in a major over the two-week, uh, the two-week format. Um, so Zverev out, Cole Schreiber through, and we've got some um, got some scores coming through into the No Holds Barred studio right now as we speak. And Rafael Nadal, his fourth round match against the the, the player out of Georgia, Basilashvili, and Nadal powers through in four, six three, six three, six seven, and six four. So Rafa Nadal. Looking really, really strong as he moves through to the quarterfinals. We've also got Dominic Team of Austria. He's uh, he's defeated Kevin Anderson comfortably. Uh, team seven five six two seven six. So Dominic Team through to the quarterfinals. I've been a big uh, Dominic Team's an interesting one. This is where he's he's had problems going to the next level uh, on the hard courts in the majors. I think I believe he. He really stands too far back in the court when it when it gets to this stage. He's he's good enough to to win from the back of the court uh, against uh, up until this point. But in, when it gets to the second week of a slam, you've got to have that all court game. He's been a bit reluctant to move forward, attack the net, come on in, finish points. I think he lacks the 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 skills at the highest level to <clears throat> to win points consistently up there against uh, against the top five guys. <laughs> and 
He's going to get another shot at it now as he moves through to the quarterfinals. And we'll see if he's been able, he's going to be able to adapt and uh, get the job done at the net and attack. I mean, he hits the ball as heavy as anybody off the ground. Uh, Dominic team from the back of the court. There's no doubt about that. But against the very, very best, you've got to have that all-court uh, all court uh, game and you've got to be able to finish points up there at the net. So we'll see once again whether or not he's able to, to break through in that area. And another result coming in there, Johnny Isner and Milos Raonic, the two big guys, the two serve bots, and it's John Isner, 6-2 in the fifth, 3-6, 6-3, 6-4, 3-6, 6-2. And the big American moves through to the quarterfinals as well. He's having a, a career year, Big John, uh, with some real consistent results uh, at the majors. And uh, Rayonic is really working his way back. Uh, not sure whether he can get back to that top five level that he was before he had before he had the injury, but uh, he's had he's had a good. Uh, a good week in New York, making the fourth round, and it's a good stepping stone for him to try and get back to the to the top ten in the world. Um, but uh, Isner uh, through in five sets. Uh, great news there for American tennis uh, in his home slam. Big Johnny to be uh, over the moon with that result. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit of Novak Djokovic, and we're going to look at a match that's currently on right now uh, in the fourth round. We've got uh, Juan Del Potro and Koric uh, are going at it in the first set. We'll give you an update there. We'll look at the fourth round matchups. This is Jade Cole for the Colf Man. This is No Holds Barred. We're back, No Holds Barred, US Open podcast. Result coming through, Juan Martin Del Potro has just taken the first set 6-4 against Kuric in their round four contest. So Del Potro, you would expect to get through in that one there. He's having a, a, a remarkable year, the big Argentinian. He is a real threat here. Don't worry about that. No doubt about that. So Del Potro gets the first set 6-4 in the last match from today's sessions. And he'll be looking to get through there where he'll play big John Isner in a quarterfinal matchup. Uh, so that matchup there, as I said, Courage, a young, uh, a, a young talented uh, player, no doubt about that. Not too sure really how far. I think he's a future top 10 player, Courage, no doubt about that. Um, but uh, Del Potro hits it as heavy as anybody on, on the world tour. And you expect the big Argentinian to get through that one based on firepower alone. But I just want to talk briefly on Novak Djokovic, who dispatched of uh, Richard Gas- Gasquet uh, in no-nonsense fashion. Uh, the writing is on the wall here for the rest of the field. When Novak Djokovic... He's destroying guys uh, very comfortably with not much pressure being put on him. Uh, you know he's back to his best. He's a confidence guy, and he he destroyed Gasquet in quick succession. The Frenchman unable to impact whatsoever. And Novak, I expect him to, uh, to cruise through his round four matchup. He's playing uh, the Portuguese pro uh, Sousa, who beat uh, Lucas Pui in round three. So Sousa uh, into the second 
week here in New York for the first time, I believe. But uh, I think Novak will breeze through him. And Roger Federer in his fourth round match playing Johnny Millman. Uh, let's hope Millman can impact uh, in that one there. But the Novak versus Federer matchup in the quarterfinals looks like that's going to go ahead. And uh, unless there's uh, some remarkable upsets in those two matches there. Dominic Team, uh, I said earlier on, took care of Kevin Anderson, took care of him. Uh, he gets a crack at Nadal in the quarterfinals there. So let's see if Team can be super aggressive from the back of the court and come forward and finish points at the net. If he doesn't, uh, I see Nadal getting through that one uh, with, uh, with little fanfare, I would imagine. Nadal is the ultimate warrior in grinding out tight, tight matches. And I think it'll be too tough unless team can work out the work out the net, uh, attack, crush balls, come in, and finish points at the net. He's got to play with conviction. He's got to play with courage. Otherwise, his event will be finishing up in the quarterfinals, in my humble opinion. Um, Marin Cilic will play David Goffan in the fourth round. We know Cilic got through against Imanar in five. How has he recovered from that epic uh, all-time match? Uh, Goffin, uh, best result in a slam for a while. He's made his way back from uh, from injury. And, uh, you know, that one could go either way there. As I said, depends on how Cilic has recovered from that five-set match. That one finished at like 2.30 a.m. Uh, New York time. So... Uh, he's racing against the clock to get to get up and about for that one. But uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to pick Chilich in that one to get through. But Goffin is a dangerous player. And uh, things go to a whole new level now from this point on, from the fourth round onwards. Um, so that's an interesting matchup as well. And Philip Kohlschreiber uh, gets a crack at Ken Nishikori in, the, in his fourth round matchup. Uh, Ken Kohlschreiber recover um, from the Zverev match. He did win in four sets, but he's got to get himself... Uh, he'd be really excited about that win there, but he's got to mentally switch back on Nishikori, uh, a former finalist in New York and a top five guy uh, in the past. He's starting to get back to his elite level. Uh, so that's an interesting matchup as well. So team versus Nadal, possible Del Potro and Isna, Chilich and Goffin, Nishikori, Cole Schreiber and Novak and Sousa and Australia's Johnny Millman gets a chance uh, in the biggest match of his career against the great Roger Federer in the fourth round. It is all there. Things are shaping up uh, very, very uh, interestingly well here for the second week in New York. And uh, we'll have more uh, of these uh, results in tomorrow's program. We'll talk about these matchups. This has been uh, Jade Colf at the Colf Man from the No Holds Barred Studio, the US Open special podcast. It's been great bringing you today's program. We'll be back tomorrow for more action from New York. We'll see you then.